Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chellam, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chellam. Hi, good evening, everyone. So, I uh, this is our podcast, our third podcast, which we recently started in, uh, in the hopes of trying to educate people about what functional medicine is all about and also for you to make that um, intelligent decision about how your medical care should actually be uh, uh, handled, perceived by you and what should be your expectation in your partnership with your um, physician or your medical care provider. So once again, I'm Dr. Chalam, founder of Holistic and Integrative Center of Novite, the best place for you to find your best doctor, and that will always be you. And um, today's topic, which I wanted to discuss, is really something that um, has bothered me a lot, um, because people have an idea when they are actually having failing health, but they do not know when to seek help. And really the way they understand that they're having failing health or the way the body tells them that they're having failing health is through symptoms. So we're going to talk a lot about symptoms. What are symptoms that you have to take seriously? What are the symptoms that you can actually tend to ignore if there are any? Or what are the symptoms that are absolutely alarming that require immediate attention? And Maybe we'll also touch base if I have time on how would you bring up your symptoms with your doctor so that it can be taken seriously or that they can actually get the right testing done to determine the true cause of those symptoms. So I'm going to start off with a story um, and this story is very important because this um, this is one of our family friends who had this problem. And, you know, I'm trying to see if I can actually get to answer some of your questions. If you show up, if somebody is on the podcast, if you could just um, let me know that you're there. And that way I can actually answer your questions. If you have questions, put it on the comment section. If I am unable to see it for some reason, what I'm going to do is at the end of the podcast, I will go, uh, go through and answer all of your questions. But to get back to the story I wanted to talk to you about. Um, So this is a family friend of ours. Um, He had been basically in fairly good health till he was probably 45. Now around uh, till that age, he was having a little bit of stress due to his education, due to his um, work. All of those had uh, somewhat of an impact on um, as an external stressor. Somehow he got through that, went for an annual physical exam, was found to have a very, very high blood sugar, which was a shock to him. Now, when he recalls his history, two years prior to that, when he had a viral infection, he had a high blood sugar, but it was not diagnosed as diabetes. But this time, when he went around for his annual physical exam, and they did what is called the 90-day average of his blood sugars, which technically should be between 4.9 and 5.2 if you're normal, his was 11.7. So it was clearly an uncontrolled diabetic, which was very, very shocking because he was not overweight. In fact, he was, if at all anything, he was underweight. 
And um, so his, uh, obviously his doctor started him on medications and he started taking medicines after about six months. He started feeling a little better, no fatigue. And, um, and then um, he had a transfer of his job. Um, he had to take up something here in Michigan, which is how he, um, he came to, you know, I, I was discussing with him. And uh, looking at him, how thin he was, I said, you know, it's kind of surprising that you're a diabetic, but you are probably what we call a skinny fat person. A skinny fat person is somebody who has the normal BMI, that's a body mass index, that means for the height, your weight is appropriate, but you have a lot of internal fat. When you do the fat measurement, your fat content in the body is greater than probably uh, 22%. Most people who are morbidly obese are greater than 33%. So we discussed um, probably him changing his diet. Now, in passing, he also mentioned he had a right shoulder pain. He said it wasn't really bad, but it was enough to bother him on and off. So, obviously, one of the things, I, uh, being a physician, I asked, did you do something that strained it? Is there a problem with your neck? And we went over all of this. He says, you know, I think just I just have arthritis in my neck. And um, what he went up so one of the things being a functional medical doctor one of my first approaches is always if it is arthritis if it is a muscle spasm how about we just unkink the whole thing and get the pain to go down before you start taking medications particularly when you're a diabetic you don't want to be taking a lot of the pain medicines because they have an impact both on your stomach and your kidneys now what he did is um, I asked him to go to a chiropractor and I did refer him to someone who was very good who really got him some relief of the pain but it was always there and then he had occasional rashes that would come and go and uh, one of the other things that would happen he was he would have extreme fatigue but some days he would have a lot of energy he started getting his blood sugars in, under control with a reasonable change in his diet but this right shoulder pain came on and off, not always, and he had little limited motion of his hand. And I kept asking the question, why is it not going, despite the fact he had some therapy, he's had some chiropractic care. And, uh, of course, that went back to the um, you know, back lines because we were just not thinking too much about it. We were managing his blood sugars. And then one morning he said, you know, I just thought I'll just mention this in passing, but um, I think I have a little pain, a twinge on my uh, stomach in the right, um, in the upper area. And obviously my mind goes to, oh, that's the gallbladder. We got to check the gallbladder out. And of course, like most people, you know, when it, something is not stopping you on your tracks, when pain doesn't stop you on your tracks, when a discomfort doesn't stop you on your tracks, where it's not an emergency, it's not a catastrophic event, what do we tend to do? We tend to procrastinate. So he procrastinated. And so what I did is I called my gastroenterology um, colleague and I said, you know what, I need you to see this guy have your office, just call him and schedule him because I'm just a little worried about the gallbladder. Now I should say he did go to an urgent care, they did some ultrasound, they thought there was some gallbladder polyps. But when you go to see a gastroenterologist, first of all, by now he was a little over 50. He needed to have a colonoscopy, so we added that as a screening colonoscopy and also checking out to see what's going on with his gallbladder. And lo and behold, he did have a huge mass in his right colon, which was causing the pain in his right shoulder. 
and that mask was cancerous. So here's what I want you to understand. Sometimes when we have symptoms, we don't really take note of the symptoms or even notice it or acknowledge it because a lot of times you may, when it's new, you may focus on it and it, when it gets a little better, you kind of forget it. Or the other extreme is where the pain is so much or the discomfort or the symptom has been around for such a long time that you get used to it. I hate to say that we get used to our problems, but that's what happens. And in life, what you tolerate, you get more of what you tolerate. And this is what happens when it comes to symptoms. What I want you to understand is when you have a symptom, whether it be a headache, whether it be migraine headaches, and you can say it runs in my family. That's how my story started. I thought I had inherited migraine headaches from my father's side. My cousins have it, my aunts and uncles have it, my father has it. So when I had migraine headaches, I just assumed that's part and parcel of my life. I realized that the migraine headaches were actually a symptom of an underlying problem for me. And almost, and if, uh, if anybody's been to my seminars, one of the reasons I got into functional medicine is my migraine headaches had gotten much worse in my early 40s. But when I got to the root cause of why I had the migraine headaches, these migraine headaches, which I had experienced from the age of 11, have completely gone, and I've had a whole decade where I've not had a single migraine headache. It's all about getting to the root cause of why you have a specific symptom. So what I want you to understand is, let it be any symptom, whether it be a headache, whether it be allergies, whether it be a stuffed nose, whether it be arthritis, whether it be um, a stiffness that you wake up with in the morning and then it gets better, let it be um, you know, just a bloating sensation that you have when you eat certain foods, not all foods, but certain foods, or you have constipation or you have heartburn. These are symptoms that require attention, not when they become a catastrophic event like you have bleeding from your, uh, in your gut or your pooping blood or your vomiting blood. They have to be addressed when they begin. And you want to address by not trying to figure out what you have, but why you have it. Because if you don't understand the why and you just fix the what, that's where we run into a problem. The what may get fixed, the symptoms may get better, but then the body is trying to get your attention. We call it the alarm. So you, what happens when you snooze, it's going to come up again in 10 minutes. So what happens is you snooze it. You take out the gallbladder because you have gallstones. That was a symptom. Gallstones are a symptom of a dysfunction in your digestion. Kidney stones are a symptom of how things are getting processed and what's going through the kidney. It's a metabolic abnormality. High blood sugars occasionally when you fall sick, if your blood pressure is going up, blood sugars are going up, that's a symptom. When you're pregnant, your blood pressure goes up, your blood sugar goes up. That's a symptom of something that's a disorder in, or dysfunction in the body and not something that you say, oh, I just had high blood sugars during my pregnancy, I'm fine now. You may be fine now, but it also signals that your body is having a dysfunction, 
So when you get older, you are going to develop diabetes unless you figure out what is the metabolic abnormality. Why is the body under stress, which pregnancy is a form of stress? Why is the body not healing? You got to ask the questions why. And a lot of times we ignore our weight gain. When you first begin to gain weight, a lot of women just give up because they don't know why they're gaining weight. They've been eating the same, they've been working out the same, but they're just gaining weight. That means some hormone is getting disrupted. Usually it's the insulin. Very rarely is it the thyroid is the first, but sometimes it's the thyroid if it's soon after pregnancy. So you got to ask the why and you got to find answers rather than accept it. And that's really one of the things that I wanted to bring to the forefront today because when you have symptoms, the earlier you intervene, the faster you're going to heal. When people find a practice like mine, it's almost like they've suffered for 20, 25 years. And I'm not even really sure why they go through this process of um, acceptance and tolerance for discomfort. That's what I would call it. It's usually a discomfort. You wake up in the morning, you don't have enough energy, but as you move along, your stiffness goes away, your energy picks up after a couple of cups of coffee, so you feel a little better. Somehow you accept that journey. What I want you to understand is when you go to bed to sleep, you're resting. So when you wake up in the morning, you should wake up with a lot of energy. If that's not happening, you got to ask yourself why. What's not working? Why am I not feeling rested? Do I have sleep apnea? Do I have, um, are, are my, is my system so overwhelmed that no matter how many hours I sleep, I'm not really picking up? And a lot of times it's hormonal abnormalities. Sometimes it's gut inflammation, especially when you have a lot of reflux. You got to address that issue. It could be not simply as changing your diet, but changing all of your stressors. Remember, I always talk about internal and external stressors. What are your external stressors? What stresses you out? Is it your family? Is it your job? What are your internal stressors? Are you just grabbing stuff to eat? Are you drinking more than four or five cups of coffee? I mean, more than one cup of coffee is still too much. But are you just thriving off of coffee? Are you surviving because of coffee? And that was my journey too, where I would feel so tired by 2 p.m. The only way I could do a pick-me-up is by buying two to three cups of coffee. And I would have all of the Starbucks coffee or um, I think there used to be another coffee store. I can't remember the name. Not even Pete's. Before Pete's in front of Providence, there used to be a, a coffee shop. And I used to buy four or five cups of coffee. So I think the key thing is always ask yourself the question, why do I have these symptoms, instead of just trying to figure out what do I have. It's not enough to know, like for instance, mood disorders. People come to me saying, you know, depression runs in my family, I have depression, but I don't want medication, I just want something natural. So that's the other aspect I want to uh, really address. Something natural sounds great because you're hoping your side effects are less. But once again, you got to ask yourself the question, why do you need anything, whether it be synthetic or natural? Why do you need anything in order to function normally? That's a symptom too. 
So if you have depression and anxiety and you do not want to take medications, kudos to you. But the next step is, why do I have it? Why did I develop this? What do I need to address? And a lot of times, and this is, I'm not talking about people who have a genetic trait, like for instance, um, severe bipolar or schizophrenia, there are brain changes and some of them do need to take medications. However, adding what we call nutrient treatments, like making sure that their genetic trait, their uh, B12 gets processed, folate gets processed, all of these things have to be addressed. But let's talk about people who develop depression. That is, they, they are happy kids, they're happy teenagers, they're happy adolescents, they're happy adults, and suddenly something happens in their lives and they get spiral out of control. They get depression or anxiety. Is that true depression or anxiety? Is it something that they have acquired? And a lot of times we find, and there are a lot of studies out there that show that the gut has a lot to do with your mood. And we got to address the health of the gut, whether it be the immune system in the gut. Remember, your gut is your first line of defense for anything that gets into the body. On the body is the skin, but into the body is your gut. Now, if the gut lining is inflamed, it may not be able to protect you like it would normally. If the immune system is somehow disrupted because there's such an overgrowth of the wrong bacteria or because you received an antibiotic that killed all your good bacteria or you have an overgrowth of the bad bacteria which is called dysbiosis, there's a lot of change and most people with depression and anxiety will have gut issues. So that's the why. You've got to address that. You, if you're working with a holistic doctor or a functional medical doctor, make sure your gut bacteria is really um, assessed. In, in other words, they actually test for it. People come to me all the time just having blood tests. And sometimes they come to me just um, saying that they've had um, some kind of a questionnaire that they answered. You really need to be tested because that's the most objective finding of a problem. Um, you may say, I, I eat very, I have this happen all the time where people say, I don't think my blood sugar is a problem. And I'll say, how do you know that? And they'll say, oh, I don't have any uh, the highs and lows. I've seen other people, when their blood sugar goes high, they get irritable. When it gets low, they get jittery. I don't have any of those. You may not have that, but you still may have a blood sugar problem. So always do get blood tests done to determine the cause of your symptoms. Um, the other thing that you want to keep in mind is when um, few functions of the body should never get disrupted. One is bowel movement and the other is your sleep. If your sleep is disrupted or you have poor or irregular bowel movements or abnormal bowel movements, that's a huge red flag. Both of these, we got to get to the root cause. Now, let's take sleep, for example. Sleep can be something where you're just disrupted because you have very poor sleep routine. You know, if you're one of those that's watching the nightly news, getting upset by watching it, or still playing on your phone, or whether it be a last game that you're playing, or you're still texting, or you're still Facebooking, or Instagramming, whatever you might be doing the last minute before you go to bed, that can disrupt your whole sleep cycle. We didn't have these problems about six, seven years ago, and now we're seeing more of these problems. Um, 
Assuming you have a very good sleep routine, if you're still not sleeping, we got to look at the gut, we got to look at your diet, we got to look at your hormones. It's not simply about taking melatonin or Benadryl or Advil PM or Tylenol PM, whatever other solutions you may come up with that gives you that restful sleep. You don't need to, uh, whether it be natural or synthetic, you don't, don't need something to help you sleep. The body has to naturally get into that mode. If that's not happening, that's a huge red flag of chronic problems to come. The second one is a little more long-standing is your gut issue, or your gut issues, I should say. The reflux, when you have a lot of heartburn, or when your bowel movements are disrupted either, uh, either by a lot of loose bowel movements or constipation or bloating sensation, you've got to look at what's going on. There's a saying in functional medicine, and it all depends on who you talk to, where all disease begins in the gut. And you fix the gut, you fix the disease. I would say a good majority of them begin in your gut. And the reason for that, we find, our genetics are not simply ourselves. The bacteria that we harbor on our gut and on our skin, they also contribute, they are called the new, it's a kind of a genome, they actually contribute to our metabolic processes. So we want to have the right kind of bacteria in our gut. If they are disrupted, you're going to have symptoms. And let me tell you something, these are not easy to fix. Because it's not simply the food that affects what's going on in your gut, it's also your stressor. So how you respond to your daily stress. So that's another habit we all have to develop is how to take on problems, face them and actually resolve them. And a lot of times we live with the stress, we live with a mindset that puts us in that you know, defeated mode all the time. You constantly have gut problems. You accept that you have these gut problems and there can be nothing that can be done for you. And that's not true for any disease process. Something can always be done. Something can always be made much better. Um, you know, I had a question about type 1 diabetics. Type 1 diabetics don't have insulin. So yes, you cannot be without taking insulin at any point in your life unless some new research comes along or your stem cells actually, um, you know, they create something, um, some, some kind of a treatment that will create your beta cells again to produce the insulin from your pancreas. So if that's not happening, what you can do is you use the less amount of insulin simply because you have changed how you eat, you've changed the gut bacteria, you reduce the inflammation in the gut. So there's a lot that we can do to optimize our health. And that's what we have to look for is optimization of our health, no matter what disease process you have, and no, uh, no matter what genetic condition you may have, or a permanent condition like type 1 diabetes that you may have. What really happens to most people is they start off with one disease process like high blood pressure in their probably 30s and by the time they're in their 60s they have diabetes, they have hypertension, they've had their gallbladder removed, they've had kidney stones zapped, now they have arthritis and they're having, waiting on a, uh, for a knee replacement and then they're having failing memory. All of them started off with this first high blood pressure. 
instead of just simply treating the high blood pressure, if we treated and also figured out why this person had high blood pressure, we could have potentially avoided a lot of the other medical problems that this person developed. So I'm hoping you're understanding why symptoms, no matter how minuscule they may be, how um, irrelevant they may seem initially, take notice of these symptoms, address the why behind them, and not worry so much about the what. It's great to know the what, but you always have to get to the why and try to get to resolving the symptom before it becomes a dysfunction and then a series of disease diseases. I would say you one disease leads to the other diseases. So you really want to get to the root cause of every symptom that you have. Now, I know Marina is not here, but I do want to talk to you guys about um, a possibly something that you can um, uh, like the, a food, you know, to help you with your health. And one of the uh, food products that I was, or the spices that I was reading about recently is cinnamon. Now, as I wrap up, I'm going to talk to you about cinnamon. So cinnamon is, um, and at one time, years ago, centuries ago, was considered more golden than gold itself because it kills bacteria. It, it's a bark and it kills bacteria, aids with digestion. So if you have reflux, cinnamon is something you can use. Stabilizes blood sugar. You'll find that cinnamon pills or capsules are being sold to help with uh, control of diabetes. So let's, um, that's another one. Just chewing on the bark of cinnamon really helps control blood sugars, controls cravings, is really good for your gum health. And because it fights bacteria, remember the gum or the mouth bacteria can uh, determine your vascular health, internal health too. And um, above all, it is also very fragrant and it is great to, in terms of flavoring, flavoring for both sweet and savory dishes. So the sweet dishes would be if you want to make a cup of um, almond milk, you can blend it with a date and a little powder cinnamon and, it, and maybe a little vanilla bean gives you a great almond milk. Um, and then savory would be, you can put a small cinnamon stick for any meat or vegetable dish that you are cooking, particularly the root vegetables. It tastes really very good. Hearty, uh, thick vegetables really do very well with cinnamon. So that's our little tip as far as the diet goes. And um, as far as the symptoms go, if you have any questions as to how you would proceed, Remember, always remember the symptom is why do you have symptoms, not simply the what. And get to the root cause and help with resolution. And I, I, I still haven't figured out how to get live and actually see questions at this point. But if there's anybody, I am certainly going to answer those questions. And once again, thank you if you've joined us. Otherwise, you will have the recording of this on our iTunes. Make sure you visit holisticicon.com, our website. We are changing our website. There will be a lot more information. And also join our Facebook community at Holistic Icon um, Community. I think that's what it's called. If you uh, search on Facebook for Holistic Icon, 
community and request an invite I'll be happy to get you into the community our goal is to make um, sure people understand health begins with them they have to be proactive and as I always say the holistic icon is a place where we're going to educate empower so you can find your best doctor and that is always you take care guys thank you for joining us on the holistic icon podcast subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on itunes or visit holisticicon.com to listen to past episodes want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness dr chellum's best-selling book transform your thyroid teaches you how to overcome fatigue depression weight gain and more and is available on amazon.com